0: The Staff and Graf Podcast Ooh, This is weird, my lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing You know what,
1: you're trying very hard not to get sued
0: You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter Top 10
1: lists are the worst well, it's the most wonderful time of the year, Rachel. You know, the uh, the the big the big man in red. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. Uh he's gonna find out if you're naughty or nice. This is our I believe this is our third. Is, that is it the second our thir- or the third. No, sec- it's our second or third. I can't remember because time is basically a flat construct. Um, naughty and nice list episode. You know, we we tend to do this around the holidays where we, you know, we 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 take a we take all you know all the all the things that have happened in in not just hockey but in the world, and we distill them down um into you know who lands on the naughty list, who lands on the nice list, uh, uh and, and everything in between. So Rachel, I think that's I think that's uh that's a good way to start. This is our this is one of my favorite episodes that we record.
0: Yeah, I know I think last year we did one naughty list and one nice list. This year we're doing it all together. Um and yeah, like there's a lot to go over and uh, in case anybody forgot the people that we perma put on the naughty list last year, they're still there. So we don't have to talk about them. Like we're not talking about Doug Ford today or mm-hmm. Donald or any of that. Yeah. Like they're, they're there and we don't need to talk about that because Mike and I like our sanity. Yes. So I actually think there's more nice list people this year. I love that. I love our,
1: Yeah. It's, it, you know, last time we were, we did this, we were in, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, life was pretty terrible. Um, and, uh, and, and now, you know, at least, at least things are somewhat opened up again and we're, we're, you know, everyone's healthy, it seems, and this is all good. So, so there, we can focus a lot more on the, there's a lot more positivity. It seems there's a lot, we can focus a lot more on the positive stuff. Um, and I just want to, want to say this is one of my favorite episodes we do. So why don't we hop right in? Let's do, I would say, Rachel, let's do the naughty list first so we can end on the, uh, on, on nice stuff.
0: Okay, so before we start the naughty list, uh, I think we can all guess uh, a certain West Coast franchise is probably on this list. And we're just not going to talk about why for obvious reasons. But just so you know, they're on the damn list.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: (laughs) I'll let Mike discuss that if he wants to, but we're going to jump right in and just kind of leave that there because that's kind of an obvious one.
1: I am am not going to discuss that because I don't. Know what I'm allowed to say. I don't want to have to tiptoe it. But yeah, they're obviously there and they'll be on the perma. And I think we're gonna start off with someone who we should also add to the nautilus and it is Ooh. Elon Musk, the biggest baby, <laughs> the biggest baby who has ever lived. Um it, it would take forever to uh, uh uh to go through all the stuff that Elon Musk has done lately. Uh, um, or even like, you know, forever, but especially lately, ever since he took over Twitter. Last night there was a big Hubble blue, how he literally suspended every journalist who was covering him uh he suspended all their twitter accounts um he he hopped into a a spaces like a twitter spaces um that was hosted and included all the, all like a ton of you know tech journalists and cnn people and everything um who were like talking about the reason that all their colleagues got their accounts suspended he hopped in there basically uh, uh made like lied a like did a bunch of lies basically um yeah. and then when they pushed him on it he left and then he eliminated spaces from twitter
0: <laughs> which is it's literally amazing like his my favorite nickname for him um somebody tweeted out is they called him the apartheid clyde yeah uh which is amazing um but yeah like i think a lot of people and not even think i know a lot of people the last three years don't actually know what freedom of speech is freedom of they speech don't. means the government don- doesn't punish you it doesn't mean that you can just rock up and say and do whatever you want without societal quant- consequences but even without everything that mike just covered if i were to look at him from a strict business perspective he bought twitter for 44 billion dollars and I believe as of today, it's worth like six, which is just a tremendous business practice to, to do. You you know, you always want to cut your company's uh, value by seven eighths. That's. That's really good stuff. So yeah, he's perma on the naughty list. Um, And honestly, like while we're at it, so is Kanye West. We don't need to, we're not gonna, yeah, we're gonna leave it there. Um, And yeah, he's on the perma naughty list. And I really hope that like, I never have to talk about him again. Um, So yeah, that's Elon. Um, Also on the naughty list, uh, Mike's second wife, which i mean we knew mike's original wife was on the naughty list Mm -hmm. um but whoever you were watching a romantic movie with a couple weeks ago that like said you are like dead inside and don't have feelings naughty list that's so mean
1: no she didn't she didn't say that it i thought that because you know me and and this other person were um we're watching like a like a rom-com or whatever romance not rom-com like a romantic movie and uh you know
0: you're like i don't really know the difference
1: Well, yeah, and and. I can appreciate a good rom-com, but watch a romantic movie and, you know, it's a very sad part and she's crying and I, I'm for some reason I'm not phased by it. And she goes like, oh, this doesn't get you. And I realized that like the last time I cried was in 2019 when the Avengers assembled. And that was it. Like the last time I like fully had like a had an actual like cry. Um, Michael, I well, I welled up. <laughs> I welled up during Spider-Man, but like when they all came together. But I and so that's that's how I realized I'm dead inside. But um, yeah, so there you go. But it, did she it, leave uh, you, though? let's like I got okay look I got irons in the fire that's all I'm saying like it's irons it's nothing, in the fire nothing uh look it's uh that's all I'm gonna say you know it's it's uh uh, uh you know we're we're just uh you know living life all right anyway Hucky. um yes another one another person on the naughty list um is uh, uh I, th- I feel like he he I think he probably made it last year I can't I honestly can't remember it's Jordan Bennington Someone please fight this man, for the love of God! Someone please fight this guy. I like speaking of sensitive people. Like oh. there's a great there's a great way to just shut everyone up about you, Um, it, and it is to fight someone. It is to actually like it doesn't matter if you get your butt kicked as long as you like actually squared off against a, against a, a, another fella. Um, Then the chatter would really die down. And instead, Jordan Bennington has taken it upon himself to continue being like the most like. I, I, He's the biggest
0: child cowardly? in the NHL. Like, yeah. we would joke about it in like it's a running joke in front of offices. That's how bad it is. Because, like, normally when you sit around and you talk about a player, like, oh, let's spitball or whatever, or you're actually talking about a player, talk about the the their play. You bring up Jordan Bennington, and all anyone wants to do is bring up a bunch of videos that have been tweeted out about him being a giant. Piss baby, and to me, like I look at that from a team perspective, and I I agree with Craig Berube. Like it's got to stop. It's a distraction for the team. It, it clearly is a distraction for Jordan Bennington because he's playing terribly over the course of the season. And honestly, like just focus on stopping the puck. Like nobody cares about anything else. So just like. Stop.
1: <laughs> I have a feeling this was a conversation that happened like internally, uh, many times before. No, like like the fact that Barube went out and and like basically told the media like and made yeah. this public to the media. Like, I feel like this is it was a conversation that's happened before. they have been like, Hey Jordan, like chill, or like just focus on playing because we talked this before, like he wasn't doing this when he was on the, when he was on uh, uh you know, a cup run, he wasn't doing this when he got like Vesna votes, despite putting up only like a nine 12 the next year, like he's only started doing this. He's only started being this, like, hold me back, bro. Kind of guy. Um, yeah. When, since he started to struggle and it, 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 like, he's, he's always been someone who, you know, has, has like a chip on his shoulder or, you know, wants to get in the mind games uh, of it and everything. But like he just, this is not something he was doing when he was winning. And he clearly thinks that, you know, like, oh, well, I'm struggling. So this is a, a point where this is how I'm going to impact my team uh, or help my team. And it's just not helping at all. It's actually doing the opposite. And for a coach, like coaches don't call out their players like this, especially goalies uh, yeah. in the public. And so they're for, so
0: Bo- careful about it.
1: And especially an old school guy like Barube. And so for him to go out after a game and and be so candid about, his goaltender shows that this is like the, like this has been bubbling over for quite a while, quite a while.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Moving on people who throw projectiles on the ice that aren't hats after a hat trick. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, no, I do know none of the people that do that have ever been in a spot where that could happen to them to understand how dangerous it is. Like, remember a couple, or no, it's like five years ago now, when that dummy at the Blue Jays game threw a beer can? Like, man, hat tricks, hats, cool. But, like, Elias Pedersen got, like, little candy jelly bean sour patch kids thrown at him on the ice. Like, that, don't do that. That's so bad. And then you have, like... The Leafs-Devils game where people are throwing full beers. And honestly, that would never happen in like most NHL arenas because the beers are far too expensive to be throwing. Like uh, Montreal, Toronto, New York, Chicago, Detroit, Vancouver, any Canadian city, you're not throwing your beer on the ice. So like half the league, you can't do it because it would literally cost you like $22 to throw a beer on the ice.
1: Exactly. It just just doesn't make sense.
0: It's so unsafe and stupid stupid to be doing that like what are you doing and and by extension like the people fighting in the stands i was out for meeting a friend earlier this week and Mm -hmm. i had no idea what happened in the boston arizona game and this person goes pull it up on your phone there are people full send fighting in the stands and granted, it's a college arena. Fine, but if you're fighting in the stands or throwing crap on the ice, like you're on the naughty list. Like it's just dangerous. Don't do
1: it. It's throwing a full beer too. Like that is that's basically like throwing a brick onto the ice. Like that's that's basically the same as like Home Alone Two, Kevin throwing a brick from like the roof and and hitting Marv in the face, Marv the <laughs> robber. Like it's like it like you've those are dangerous, man. Like it's it's a It's a solid metal object filled with like dense liquid and traveling at a high speed. Like that can hurt. And yes, they're wearing helmets, but like, dude, that's, that is dangerous. Don't do that.
0: Yeah. You just, that's just not something you should be doing under any circumstances. So please just don't do that. And yeah, you're all on the naughty list for that nonsense.
1: Yeah. So next one is the Boston Bruins management group. Um, it's a great way to completely tank uh the reputation you have built as like a, a you know, as like a sort of culture-based uh 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 management group as someone who's built a sustainable product and in one fell swoop that added zero benefit to you or your organization, uh, uh you tank it by signing Mitchell Miller, and not just by signing Mitchell Miller, but either either lying about the due diligence you did or um doing it just, and not caring <laughs> or doing it, not caring, or as they said, not doing the proper due diligence, which is even worse. Like I, I can't tell which one's worse uh, signing Mitchell Miller. Like we've been over this, but signing Mitchell Miller is maybe is, is we'll go down as one of maybe like, like one of the top five, top three, most disastrous sequence of events in NHL history. It, it, it added just based on how quickly it it imploded how like how little value it added to the organization the after effects of it are still going he's still on their cap he's still you know part of the organization if they they basically are hamstrung because if they if they terminate his contract the, the league will file a grievance um which will which will a look bad on them be cost them more money um or they can buy him out next year which will then cost them money on the cap for a player who ha- never played a single game for them and even under this under this agreement never like probably wouldn't have played a game for them for the next like two or three years um and if they just keep paying them then they'll keep paying them you know like a like nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars or whatever it is like you know 925 which is the highest elc you possibly could get which is what they signed into um and then on top of that the the response from management the 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 fact that they were that they just like disobeyed their players basically by go- like they went against their players thrust them into the spotlight i yeah, was in notice that how room we
0: said the management not yes. the organ <laughs> not everyone because i would actually put guys like Marshawn, bergeron felino on the nice list for their response to it yes um, i was in that so room yeah like i i, saw I think it. like yeah they absolutely deserve their their spot on the list this year because that was totally unacceptable
1: um, Not only unacceptable, but just like the like just profoundly stupid, like it was just a stupid thing to do. It added no value. It tanked your it, it just reputation as a franchise the reputation. Sure. Yeah. And if it wasn't for your players just doing like the Lord's work to to keep that brand afloat, like it would have tanked like your brand, like the, the culture that has been built up over nearly a 100 years of, of organizational history. It just it was it was a baffling decision it would it and it, it benefited literally no one it caused it, it forced someone who was trying to put the situation behind them to dredge up trauma i i just i it, it's insane i just can't believe that that they decided to do it and like that that's borderline Permanati list. like it's the fact that they're still there doing this is is insane um all right next one is jerry sullivan i'm not sure if you've seen this
0: i don't um, even know who this is
1: okay so he is a a uh so he's a buffalo um bills or buffalo based sort of like journalist um
0: i already don't like where this is
1: going so here's so i'm sorry i'm trying to pull i'm trying to pull up his uh response but um he probably blocked me i wouldn't be shocked uh no he hasn't (laughs) so so jerry so jerry sullivan he is now an independent journalist but he used to uh, uh you know, he used to work for a, a Buffalo based uh, publication. Uh, I'm not sure what it is because he's a very Ill- irrelevant person, but in the market, he, he had at least a voice. Um, and he goes on a, a Buffalo bills, sort of like fan podcast or whatever. Um, okay. And he basically just goes, I don't know what the context of it was, but uh, cause I just saw the clip and he basically goes like, well, women are the, like, women are the worst sport. Uh, like women are the worst sports fans in the world or women are the, like they, like they, they're just cheerleaders man they can't even understand like critical journalism you know like it's just blah so then he goes on and he and he's like and he apologizes on twitter he goes like oh sorry you know like i, I should have been better or whatever and i go like yeah. well considering that like considering you know uh, uh, uh like i should have been better or whatever i'm like well like considering that you knew that like why weren't you why weren't you better? And then on top of that, he tries to double down the next day and he goes, Re- this on December fourteenth, So two days ago, this happened this week. He goes, oh, recently, yes, I
0: have the tweet now.
1: <laughs> he goes, recently, I've written countless women's sports features from UB basketball and soccer to Medale bowling, Olympic rowing and Lancaster high golf. It's sad that due to one stupid comment, many of these types of stories which go largely, largely ignored in local media will go untold. To which I responded, you literally said while speaking directly to camera, that women are the worst sports fan and that they and that because they are women, they don't understand like extensive criminal journalism. Like, if anything, you writing all these female focused stories only to turn around and say this thing and reveal your your true opinion is a worse look. It makes it worse. Um, And and the thing that that really like this is a, a constant sort of battle, obviously, that that not not to not for me to be mansplaining the struggle that you go through rachel but like <laughs> because it's the person
0: following jerry sullivan on the naughty list is also in the media
1: yes and so but it's like it is a uh i just don't get it like like a lot of the biggest sort of like response i saw too is that like 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 sort of female journalists, female anchors, and all that in in the uh, Buffalo sports world came out. And they're like, look, we've like sat next to each other before. We've worked side by side, and like you say this, like how can you pop? Like that's that's insane, and it's it, yeah, yeah, it's
0: just a terrible thing to say. Um, in that same vein, I have not been able to actually say anything yet. Um, Rob Simpson, oh yeah, is on the naughty list. um i am not some kind of diversity beacon um am i part of diversity well i yeah naturally because of the state hockey is in right now um but to paint me as that is really gross and then to double down on it is even worse to the point where the owner of the publication not only fired you but then also had to apologize publicly to me for your behavior like women are not some token thing in society in hockey in football in whatever please stop treating them that way um they are like confidential research shows that they are far more involved as fans than people think they are and if anybody even bothered to do a lick of research on it they'd probably figure that out so yeah I mean it was a super disrespectful thing to say um and it was ridiculously untrue it basically implied that I had the job because I was a female um and and so yeah like that's that's kind of wild uh to me so yeah you're on the naughty list for sure
1: and on top of that he was offered a chance by vancouver hockey now um to apologize like to recant to 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 do all that and for some reason he declined
0: yeah if he would have apologized to me it would have stopped there i'd have been like you know what that's fine like i maybe i understand what your point of view is but like to double down on it
1: i don't even think the i don't even think the um like the the actual company was like apologize to Rachel. I think it was more like just apologizing and like to the public or whatever, and you can keep your job. and for some reason he decided he he decided no. um, and then and then there was an opportunity and then I was willing, like because he sort of like, you know he 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 was sort of, you know, like weird about me because I called him out on it. um and I Thank was willing you. to, yeah, and I was willing to sort of like talk with him like a meeting sort of orchestrated to talk with him and understand sort of like why he said that and why it would be hurtful and sort of mend a bridge maybe and try and sort of like, you know, like get some positivity out of this and talk and tell him, you know, how this hurt you and that he should talk to you and all that. And he, he also declined that. I'm not sure if I told you that. So no. Yeah. So he is just a giant corn cob and um, I, and he's on the naughty list. Uh, And speaking of giant corn cobs and people who are (laughs) on the naughty list forever, um everyone involved in the hockey canada scandal uh you know this was the one of the greatest failings um in in in
0: it's one of the greatest institutional failings in the nation's history. history
1: the nation's history and sports history um you know it's uh the entire board of directors you know the like scott smith ev- everyone involved um bob nicholson the, the, for that matter bob nicholson the like the fact that every like just the uh the effort that was made to sweep everything under the rug um and then just the lying and the posturing and the appointing andrea skinner to get pr points and then making and then her coming out and saying outrageous things like if we go away the lights won't be able to be kept on in rinks and then and then right and then her resigning and trying to frame it like she's doing a you know like she's doing a big service for all of us and she you know she's like my work here is done and all that and then and then the rest of the board resigning right after. And it's all it just and and for for it, it, you know, for a group that is being penalized and literally testifying in front of Canada's version of Congress for um like for mishandling government funds, um for them to finally make the right decision because all these sponsors put up, because the only because it was impacting them financially just goes, you know, again above and beyond for for showing that they there's just no spine involved in there that they only care about money and they you know if if it, you know it, they if shooting me in the face would gain them a dollar they'd do it you know like it's without question you know it's it's so just terrible and i hope that everyone involved in this hockey canada situation never holds a position of power again they have lost their right uh they've lives have been ruined by this um and it it will, it will tie into our nice list um but if it wasn't for the work of, of dedicated journalists, um, this never would have seen the light of day and they would have been able to get away with their crimes. And I'm glad that they were held accountable and continue to be held accountable.
0: Right. Yeah. I was just, uh, obviously I wasn't allowed to comment on it because of what I was doing at the time that it came out. Um, it was awful. Um, it was, it was really ugly uh, to see. It was just terrible. Um, And it'll be interesting to see kind of what comes from this. Um, And we say everybody included in the Hockey Canada debacle. That includes the London Police Department Um, for many reasons. Um, Speaking of an OHL Mm -hmm. type of situation, the Burke family, who is affiliated with the Niagara Ice Dogs, is also on the naughty list. I don't know if you remember this, but earlier this year, a text chain was released... uh, where the head coach and GM, who are the sons of the owners, uh, were seen using extremely misogynistic
1: oh, slurs
0: uh, and language. And then they were promptly suspended by the OHL for that behavior. Um, yeah. yeah, they're on the naughty list. You should not be slurring under any circumstances. Um You should also probably know that even if you think your text messages are private, they're not. And further to that, I don't really care if somebody reads my texts per se, because you shouldn't be saying those things to begin with. Like, if you have something to hide, that should be your worry. You should be not saying anything that should be hidden. Like, I'm not worried that someone's going to go through my phone and find a bunch of slurs because I don't slur. I'm not worried that someone's going to go through my phone and find a bunch of racist language because none of that's there because that's I don't do that. And so if if their chief concern was the fact that their privacy was violated because they um, their texts were outed because they were misogynist. I mean, you need to sort out your priorities.
1: Absolutely. It, um if anyone read my texts, it would just be cringe. It wouldn't be. Like it would just like they'd just be like, oh, my God, you're such a loser. Like it would it would it, it, it it's not
0: uh, mine would I don't literally know. be picking on Elon and Donald
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and various other politicians. Um, But like, I don't know, man, I don't think like I've never used any slur no. in a text message ever.
1: Mine would be. I don't just... even
0: think I've said one, like even as a child, because my parents would like beat me if i did
1: yeah. mine would be respectfully me just down cataclysmic that that's all that would just be the, the, that would be the worst uh, uh it would be me dming your sister that she looks pretty <laughs> that's it like that would be the most embarrassing thing it'd be uh terrible. all right and our last naughty list um uh member of the year it is uh the nhl schedule maker um what what do we have to do to get the NHL to stagger their start times last night
0: or like even 13 games one night and two the next? What are we doing? Like, I don't even understand why that is the way it is. Like not only, like you said, staggered start times. And I know you have a full rant about that. But like, why are there 12 games on a Monday and then like three games on a Tuesday? Like that it makes no sense
1: it it yeah that doesn't make sense and also in terms of the stag first of all that's a that's just like that takes a nuke to anyone's fantasy teams like you you can't get all you, you have all these players you can't get them all in the lineup on one day because everyone's playing the next day no one's playing so you're like just leaving points on the board it's extremely annoying number two is last night for example um at like at the seven o'clock games that started uh when 8 when 8 p.m rolled around Every single game that was currently in progress was in intermission. Eight, eight games at the same time were in intermission. Now, what's great about the NFL or every other sports league is that they stagger their start times. So when you know, when a or or they 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 have enough like in, in the sense that like those games are, are well, first of all, they do stagger their start times. Half of the NFL starts like for the 4 p.m. games, some of them start at 4 p.m. Some of them start at 4.25. You know, it, it works that way. Uh, and for 1 p.m., there's so many games, and football is such a chaotic sport that, you know, one half can go forever and another half can can be quick. So there's always And even then, there's on. not
0: there's like one oh five p.m. kickoffs and there's like one 20 p.m. kickoffs. So like it's staggered. And like you said, the NBA is staggered. So to me, this is kind of a no-brainer, especially um in areas like let's say like Detroit, there's no reason it can't be a 730 start.
1: Yeah, there's, there's no, no reason. reason. Like, it, it, there's no reason why it can't be a seven thirty start in in like in any East Coast, like you know time zone, place. Like, I understand.
0: No... I understand why um, Montreal shouldn't be a seven thirty start because a lot of Montreal fans are actually out east, and so for there it's already like eight or eight thirty p.m. So like it honestly makes sense that Montreal plays at seven o'clock. But like, what is to prevent? like, Ottawa from starting at 730? What is to prevent um, Buffalo from starting at 730? For God's sake, what is to prevent Toronto from starting, like, the odd game at 730? Like, I I just, I don't understand why there have to be, or if you, let's say you have premier games, so you've got your, I don't know, in Canada, you've got your, like, Sportsnet Wednesday night hockey or whatever, right? Like, Okay, if the NHL knows there's a premier game on in Canada and there's a premier game on an ESPN or TNT, that's cool. Give them the regular start time. But then, like, why can't we have a 730 start, especially because it's not even a 730 start? It's a 737. So basically the every NHL period is about 40 minutes once you include whistles and commercials. So if you have a a puck drop at 737, by the time the intermission for the seven o'clock starts is there, they can go flip and watch games. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that because people, fans are going to get to see more of your product. That also means we get to see those dumb board ads. I don't even want to go down that road, but oh like, God, yeah. it's not difficult guys. It's not hard. And it's not in the CBA that you can't have staggered starts because I've read the CBA. Cause yeah, that's the thing I had to do.
1: It's uh it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get why the NHL just like doesn't want to succeed. They don't want their product to succeed. It's it's the most irritating thing on the planet. I don't get it. Um, all right, nice list. We're going to start it off. You know, things haven't necessarily gone to plan um, hockey-wise yet, but just in terms of sheer entertainment value, we're going to start it off with Brad Treliving for giving us an NBA-style massive blockbuster trade um with the Matthew Dechuck uh, uh you know Jonathan Huberdeau Mackenzie Weger trade it happened in the middle of the night out of nowhere star players getting swapped for each other It was the first time in years uh in modern NHL history really that um 200 point players were were swapped for each other um it added some some just just needed drama needed like that's what player movement should be like in the NHL and it was it was just so refreshing to see. I loved it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like obviously, I was in front office at mm-hmm. the time, and like I remember, we had kind of heard that there was going to be something, and that it was going to be big, big. But when it came down, like we, I think we had heard probably about forty five minutes before Twitter heard, and mm-hmm. we were like, "What?" Yeah. I- it was shocking what, what, and then just like the the days after just trying to like break it down. And cause immediately, anytime, honestly, anytime a trade is made, you're trying to break it down and see similarities between like your team and, and whatever the case might be. But in this one, we were, we were all kind of like, Whoa, like, wow. And from an entertainment value perspective, like just tremendous trade. I mean, that's the best you're going to get when you're dealing. If you like, if you look at what Buffalo got for Eichel, sure. They got like some great pieces, but you didn't get Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger. Um, and so like, I think Brad tree living for giving us that kind of NBA trade, which you and I have kind of been begging for. Um, He proved one that it could be done. Mm-hmm. And two, that, if people were just willing to like not have such a stringent untouchables list that maybe we'd see more of it. And, um, yeah, he deserves to be commended for that because that was awesome. It was such high entertainment value. Um, yeah, I loved it. I didn't love that those two players were coming to the Pacific division at the time. Um, but now you don't have
1: to worry about it. Now you don't have to care. I don't care. Exactly. (laughs) It's great. Um, All right, next uh next nice list member it is uh it ties into one of our old topics here. It's the it's Katie String and Rick Westhead and all of the journalists who did, you know, just absolutely Herculean heroic work um uh on the Hockey Canada uh scandal. And and all the scandals and you know I was going to say around. and the- Everything oh, there
0: were 15 scandals that there But were specifically
1: with Hockey Canada, because this is one that, you know, it's it it's it's the biggest hockey organization in the country. They they want to they spent a lot of money and they want a great effort to cover it up. And if it wasn't for the tireless and dangerous work of of um, of Katie Strang, of Rick West and of countless others, we would uh like they, this would still be buried, you know, so it's. So I just we just want to say thank you to them um because you know without like i said without them this the story would be buried and and there would be no justice and we are in the process of getting justice um another one is kelsey snow uh obviously chris snow as well but kelsey snow um just
0: like the entire snow family the
1: entire snow family but just you know like
0: her courage and bravery to like
1: and being open about it too yeah to talk about it it's it's just absolutely remarkable she's touched so many lives um and Like she has the entire she has the entire hockey world rooting for her. Like she has the entire you know, like we're all waiting on pins and needles to hear every update uh, um, um, with Chris and in his situation. And, you know, like just the strength that that takes is is just mind boggling. Like it's unfathomable. So um, like just uh, she's on the nice list uh, forever because what a what a remarkable, remarkable, like just courage, bravery, strength, fortitude, whatever you want to say. She's an incredible person.
0: Yeah, um, it's like it's heartbreaking and heartwarming all at the same time um, to see like the support that they're getting is 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 really heartwarming. But the fact that they're having to go through what they're going through and they are doing it with such um, courage and bravery. it It's yeah, like something to be commended. Um, also on the nice list, the Carnegie family, um, literally all of them, every single one of them. Um, the work that they've done not only this year but in years past um, to make hockey more welcoming for people of color um, and make hockey um, accountable for for what it did to Herb Carnegie Um, it got him in the Hall of Fame which is something he uh, really really deserved Mm -hmm. I personally think that there should be an award named after him. Like I know we have the King Clancy award for services to the community. I think that potentially could be a Herb Carnegie award because of what Herb did um, and what he went through to, to just play hockey, like just call it the Carnegie award. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me um, to see him inducted and to see Bernice, uh, make the speech that she did. She's been so tremendous um, throughout all of this, just such an inspiration um, to everyone. Um, it was just, it was just so awesome. And, and the work that they do is so important. So um, I would implore everyone uh, to support the Carnegie initiative and um, really read up and understand the story of Herb Carnegie. Cause it's, it's one that's extremely important in this game Um, especially as we look to make it a more welcoming place for people who aren't straight white dudes.
1: Exactly. Exactly. All right. Next one. And this one's, uh, and dear to my heart. Um, (laughs) it is, uh, Zach Braff, um, not for any artistic things he's done, not for any movie making things he's done, but for, um, not being in a relationship with Florence Pugh anymore. Um, but uh, he broke
0: her heart. Did he not?
1: I don't think, I, I, I don't think. He broke up with her. I think it was mainly they were both like so busy and she's like one of the biggest actresses in the world now. So it was difficult for them to find time. And I'm just I'm just saying, like, I'm glad like I just want to thank him for not being in a relationship anymore with her. I might so, just like
0: have to buy you a cameo from Florence Pugh.
1: I don't Christmas. think I don't think she's on cameo.
0: But what if I what if I magically was able to get that? Oh,
1: that would be the craziest thing ever.
0: <laughs> Mike loves Florence Pugh, if anybody didn't know. Um, I don't see how you couldn't, but yeah, that's God bless you, Mike. Um, players like NHL players donating to charity. So we've got a couple examples here and just like NHL players generally being good guys. There's been a lot of negative coverage and rightfully so of NHL players. Cause a lot of them to be quite frank are not the greatest human beings. Um, but like Nazem Kadri, we covered the amount of racism that that man went through on Colorado's cup run. Um, it was freaking disgusting um but then what did he do he brought the cup to a mosque and he donated a million dollars to his hometown london children's hospital and by bringing the cup to a mosque a bunch of kids are going to be inspired to play hockey they're going to feel welcome they're going to see somebody that's like them um having success and and that's extremely important and so kudos to nazim kadri um, my personal favorite, though, is is Brian Hartman. He got fined for giving a Vander Kane the finger. <laughs> and fans Venmo'd him, his fine buddy, and he just turned around and donated it to the Minnesota Children's Hospital. Oh but the God. fact that fans found his Venmo, and it, it was honestly like it was because it was a Vander Kane that everyone decided to donate. And it, I just, I thought it was a really nice thing to do for him to. To donate it to a children's hospital once again just like Kadri, and um i just thought it was funny like Kadri's story is heartwarming and and just a great example of of being a role model hartman's is hilarious
1: i know <laughs> it's it's exactly how it should have been done and i'm just so glad that it was
0: right and then you've got hayden flurry um who was supposed to play and then he had his, a huge fan come to the game and then he wasn't playing, and I think his, like the kid's mom tweeted about how sad he was because he had, like, a sign and everything. And Hayden Fleury actually hopped on Twitter and was like, where are you guys sitting and went and met the family. Like, that is good guy stuff right there. That's good guy stuff. He doesn't have to come down from the press box into the throngs of fans. Like, my God, I hated walking through fans for, like, a number of reasons that I'm not going to get into. Um, So I can't even imagine, like, Hayden Fleury – just in his suit, strolling through the concourse to, to meet this, this little boy is just so awesome.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Just like, do you remember when you were a kid and you'd go to games and, or, or only like for me, I never got to go to a game, but like on the off chance I did, it was like, these are, these are, these are gods to you, you know? And I love the little like
0: player trades that they're doing now too.
1: I know. Like and Like just rock, I,
0: paper, scissors for Skittles or whatever.
1: Yeah, I just never thought in a million years that like, you know, like when, when you're a kid there, like you never think in a million years they're going to notice you or like they're just like these deities and for a player to go at, like and I never got an opportunity like that. Like I never got a chance with a player, you know, like to to have it. But I just know that if that did happen, like that would have made my entire life, you know, so just uh, uh, for them to go out, out, out of their way above and beyond um, is really important.
0: I totally totally agree I mean like I remember meeting players when I was a kid um I met the Sens like when they were on their cup kind of chase um I thought that was super cool I had breakfast with Matt Sundin and one Doug Gilmore once oh my and like goodness. that was wild but the craziest was I used to do gymnastics was with, with Wendell Clark's kid so I would actually see Wendell literally almost every day and it was just like oh look there's there's Wendell and then i would see him on tv and i would realize, oh 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 that is a a noted hockey man um so yeah that was kind of cool because he's just like a totally normal dude <laughs> just picks his kid up from gymnastics
1: yeah it's it's hilarious to see that like it's first of all that's an incredible experience that you got to to do that but yeah it's it's really nuts just to see like like I said, these are just deities. Like these are these are like like I remember even like on the off chance I'd be able to go to a game like you're and I would it would never be in like the 100s, but you're just walking by like the entrances to each section and you can kind of see a glimpse of the ice. and You're like, oh, my gosh, like that's the ice.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it means a lot. And it, it's really nice that in kind of like the social media age, like one of the positives and it might be one of the only positives that's come of it is that it's allowed players to connect with people a little bit easier.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's really cool. Well, it's it like with. When it comes like by, yeah, by people we mean kids, you know, like because yes, that's that's really adults, important. not adults, absolute yeah. weirdos. Um, all right, it's everyone who supported Rachel during her um her traumatic uh, event, you know, um, uh, for you know, it's listed in the in the human rights complaint, so I can say like for you know for someone who was told you know you're not important enough or no one cares enough about you in the media uh, uh, to report on you, we sh- they sure were proven wrong. <laughs> um with that uh not only from myself but from another every other sort of like prominent name in the industry um and i just hope that rachel knows she's got a lot of people pulling for her. um and and i love it
0: yeah i i really appreciate um everybody who who has supported me and uh, i just kind of think back and i i say like to the whole like nobody cares about you you're not important enough to be cared about kind of thing like i don't know man like a bunch of these people are probably going to be at my wedding one day
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and I don't know about you Mike but I'm not really in the habit of inviting people to a wedding unless I'm actually friends yeah. with them <laughs> um they're like I just I really appreciated it it's it's been a really tough time um to the people that actually have, have really known what's going on in terms of like my health and and some of the finer details of of the situation um like my parents um my lawyer peter is like perma nice list forever um yeah he is an incredible human being um i just really appreciate it it's it's been a long uh long three months now and uh, i'm looking forward to potentially um working in hockey at at an arms kind of length um for the next little bit uh, but it's going to take a lot of time to recover but yeah it's 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 been really appreciated um I don't think I could have um had the courage to do what I did without the support that I received
1: yeah I mean what else is there to say I mean it's um I'm just so glad that uh that you feel like you're supported and, and cared about in this regard um all right next one is uh and this is a funny one I'm not sure if you saw it but uh Washington Commanders <laughs> running back Brian Robinson. And his friend who who owns a company with big hats. Um, I love this. They're few, like, there are very like there's certain there's certain moments where you just look at something and go like dudes rock. Like, you know, this is and it's just it's this guy, so and he's like, My buddy, my he's wearing a giant hat um after a game. They win, he has a big game, whatever, and in the scrum, he's wearing a giant hat. And he goes, My buddy's got a giant is got a big hat company. If you need a big hat, let me know. <laughs> and then yeah, like it's just so random. But I like that's a friend right there like who's you know he's got a national platform and he's just like and he's just like yeah i'll help out your big hat company sure why not you know like i love that that's that shows loyalty um and and then everyone starts wearing big hats yeah for the next like two three weeks everyone's wearing big hats it's great
0: hey man that guy probably made a ton of money off of that
1: oh like that like brian robinson should be given like a 50 percent stake in that guy's business man like he just
0: yeah he's like he took shark tank into his own hands
1: yeah It's kind of wild. It's hilarious. All right, next one is everyone who's skilling it up.
0: Everyone who's skilling it up in the NHL. I I don't know how you feel about this, but I could say this now that I'm allowed. Um, I think the game is the more skill, like the more Trevor Zegers, Jack Hughes, uh, Mitch Marner, Connor McDavid skill, I see the happier I am. I want to see the Zegers assist. I want to see Michigan goals. Honestly, spinoramas please don't turn the puck over at the blue line. Um but frankly, um, my stepfather says this all the time. Um if you don't want to get embarrassed, be better. So you don't want guys skilling it up? Then be better. It's not like too bad. If Trevor zegris has the skill to do what he's doing, I think that's tremendous. I mean, I my sister does not watch a lick of hockey. She cared about the Canucks to the extent it, that I worked there and that Elias Pedersen exists because uh, she likes his fashion choices. Never mind, She has no idea how good of a hockey player he is. Mm-hmm. Um, And she knows who Trevor Zegers is because that thing, like that clip was everywhere. And so for me, it is the single easiest way to grow the game. If you're not going to market your athletes, at least let them do things to market themselves. And the best way they could do that is by showing off the talent that they have and so for me um you could skill it up as long as it doesn't break the rules um and i think it's fantastic for the game and i'd actually like to see more of it
1: absolutely um all right and then finally um sorry i just got a work text that i'm not gonna look at but um (laughs) anyway finally and this this one's really kind of near and dear to my heart um it's it's every person in the uh in the sports media industry um that has this year because it you know it's 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 been a tough year you know like especially for this industry um for for everyone involved but um everyone who's in the industry who who feels like there isn't a who has felt or feels like there isn't a place for them anymore but has kept you know kept going kept grinding and fighting and and has believed in themselves um you know i was there like You know, I was there very recently, you know, last year. How many pep
0: talks did we have?
1: uh, Countless. Um, You know, there was there was a lot of times where I lost sight of my self-worth, you know, like because you you tie, you know, this 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 industry demands so much of you that you tie yourself to your job. And when it gets taken away, you know, you feel worthless um, or you lose sense of who you are. I can
0: empathize with that. Yeah. Uh, you, you it gets to the point where you really wonder who you are it's almost like an identity crisis um and that is uh, it's part of the toxicity of working in sports um is it kind of becomes your identity and so um yeah everybody who's kind of picked themselves up and, and persevered including you um like yeah you're on the nice list because it is so easy to just give up sometimes. I mean, I have effectively given up on being in a front office. I mean, I've privately told people that there's probably like three or four people I'd be willing to work for, but that's not until some things significantly change. So like, I get it. Um, Hockey is kind of who I am um, and what I've become known for. Um, which is fine, but at the same time, you can't let it define you if it goes poorly. And that's something that I know you've struggled with. It's something that I've certainly struggled with. Um, and so to everybody else who struggled with it, um, and, and found the way out, or even if you're on your way, mm-hmm. um, there is a place for you and don't forget that your job is not who you are.
1: And it's also around this time of year. Um, and especially like, this is just sort of based on my experience, but, but like around this time of year, it's, it's a lot worse, you know, because not only are there events happening, everything, but you're, you're meeting up with family, um, family that you haven't seen for a while and they're asking you, you know, what are you doing for work or how's this going or this, that, the other, and it dredges up sort of like difficult sort of conversations that you don't want to have. Um, I'm going to family
0: dinner tonight for the first time. Yeah. I mean, since I've been home with like my extended family,
1: that's how, yeah
0: how tough do you think that's going to be like tough i basically might as well you might as well just like throw all the darts and ask all the questions because like yeah it's tough right it's what are you going to do what are you doing now like it, it can be awful and like to everyone that lost their job this year um, uh, in sport media like it's hard to find yourself but you will you just just gotta believe
1: exactly um All right. Well, I think that that brings us to the end of our naughty and nice list.
0: It's a good, good. I like this. That's kind of our thing now is the naughty and nice list.
1: I love this tradition. Like I said, this is like one of my favorite episodes because we we get to dunk on people who deserve it. And we also get to, you know, like lift up and, and congratulate people who deserve it as well.
0: And I went the entire episode without discussing the Grinch.
1: It, remarkable, or Germany, which is literally German shocked. or anything, or anything like that. It's how
0: I know, right? No, no soccer and no Grinch.
1: I'm very we're like a
0: week from Christmas.
1: I know it's and nuts. the World
0: Cup final is literally Sunday.
1: I I'm 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 just extremely impressed with you, Rachel. Extremely I will impressed. Say I want
0: Messi to win so goddamn bad.
1: Yeah, me too. Just, just oh my god, it yeah. I think, and I think he will. Like, I think it's it'll it'll happen. I don't but know,
0: man. The, the... French are so good
1: uh-huh. they're literally
0: missing like three of their top players and it's just like yeah whatever
1: well to but... that i say sacre bleu um sacre bleu.
0: yeah no i want messi to win um ergo argentina but mostly Messi.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um yeah and he that's i mean he's the greatest player of all time so there you go that's that but yeah we'll be back next week just before christmas and hopefully by then um we'll have some more fun news to share about how Mike and I are going to be covering hockey going forward.
1: We sure hope so. Well, until then, enjoy your holiday. Um, you know, enjoy the time with family or you know, if 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 you're not enjoying the time by yourself, just take just care be, of yourself. Take care of yourself and just be so thankful and 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 appreciative to yourself that you made it through um another year. You did it. And we're very proud of you. All right. Enjoy. Have fun. Goodbye.